Hallelujah. Thank you all so much for being with us in this service today. We're excited to have you. Hallelujah. God is good. If you are online with us, thank you for being here. We're thankful for you. Amen. Amen. While you are standing, I'm going to have us do our 2024 confessions. God bless uh, the praise team. Thank you for leading us into God's presence. Thank you for taking the time to work on that song. I know it was a lot of work. You put a lot of faith in and your faith will be rewarded. I say your faith will be rewarded in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take our 2024 confession together. Two, three, go. 2024 is my year of God-class exploits and the year of the fourth man. I am God's offspring and in him I live and move and have my being. I am no ordinary or natural person. I am a supernatural, extraordinary being born of the seed of God himself. I have the seed of God in me. I produce after God's kind and I overcome the world. I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. I am the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I represent Jesus. I speak for Jesus. I stand for Jesus. I reign with Jesus. The fourth man will be with me in the fire. What happens to ordinary people may happen to me, but I will have supernatural outcomes. The fourth man has made me a god to the natural elements of this world. Situations ordinary people cannot survive will become my stepping stones to glory testimonies. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The king's shout is within me, and the lion's roar is rolling out of me. I raise the roof with my praise. I cry out and shout for joy. The greatest one lives here. I am feeding and reigning at a higher level. I have spiritual jurisdiction here. I take authority over this. Peace be still. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. This is my year of covenant release. I am under cover. No satanic plan against me, no divination against my household will ever prevail. In due season, and even now, the world will proclaim what wonders God has done for them. I am shielded and protected from every misfortune. I am under cover. The evil viper released into the world in these last days will not touch me. I am under cover. I am inoculated and vaccinated with a booster shot of the covenant. I am under cover. I am prospered, protected, and preserved in the ark. 
I am undercover. I shake the viper into the fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. I am undercover in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 2024 is my year of uncommon provision. I am blessed in all things. Jehovah Jireh will see to it. I am finding favor in unexpected places. And I see the ram caught in a thicket. The barrel of meal shall not waste. And the cruise of oil shall not fail. Until the Lord sends rain upon the earth. God is sending rain on my field. And there shall be showers of blessings. I am one with God. And I possess what God possesses. I have the spirit of adoption. He is my father and I am a joint heir with Christ. I have real estate in heaven and I have real estate on the earth. I lift my hand up to El Elyon, the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. My God has made me rich. This will be a year of broken boundaries and unlimited reach. The boundaries are broken and the limits are off. See, God has given me the cities and the walls of Jericho are falling. Hallelujah. Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things, everything is possible. Kayo de Tadeshe, I prophesy over you today. Your dwellings are lovely and your homes are beautiful. You will spread out like rivers, like gardens by a river, like sweet-smelling aloes that the Lord himself planted, and like strong cedar trees by the waters. You will pour water out of your own buckets and have your own channels of rich blessing and plenty. Your offspring will dwell by many waters, and your life and legacy will be exalted and established. The God who brought you out of captivity Activity has the strength of a wild bull and he will destroy your adversaries and crush their bones. You are like a lion who couches in rest after winning the victory and who dares disturb you. Blessed of the Lord is anyone who blesses you and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 2024 is my year of God class exploits and this is the year of the fourth man in Jesus mighty name amen hallelujah (laughs) glory to God I don't know about you one of the effects of this confession on me every time I go through it every time I go through it like this from the beginning to the end I come out just happy <laughs> I just feel happy. <laughs> you know that image that you carry in your spirit? One, I have the image of God. I just feel God is bigger within me. Then I feel the devil is shrinking. I can see him shrinking. He's so scared. I tell you, he's so scared. And uh, glory to God, his word is being fulfilled in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Would you please take your seats, please? Oh, I'm so excited to... To roll into the word of God today, man, I am so excited about how the Holy Spirit is going to feed us the word. I, 
Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. The excitement is in the word. Praise God for good, godly music. Praise God for good praise and worship. Praise God for uh, the blessing of enjoying the presence of God. But I tell you, the life is in the word. The glory is in the word. Hallelujah. The joy is in the word. Like Jeremiah said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Your words were found. Jeremiah 15, 16. Your words were found. And I did eat them. I didn't just taste. I ate them. I ate them and ate them. I was very greedy with your word. I just, I just kept chewing on that word and chewing and chewing on that word. <laughs> and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Ah, the word of God is so powerful. There's nothing greater. The word of God is so awesome. The word of God translates us from wherever we are and gets us to where God has prepared for us. I'm so excited. So bear with me as I continue to teach today. Um, our theme, what we are studying, is titled, Born of God, I Know Who I Am. Born of God... I know who I am. We started last Sunday. And I did mention to you, if you look just through the confession, I mean, the confession is loaded with the revelation of who I am and what I have. Who I am and what I have. And I gave you um, that assignment partly. I hope you are continuing to work on that. But if you just take just the first paragraph of that confession, just the first paragraph, or let's take the first two paragraphs. Look at what it says. I am God's offspring. That's how it starts. Once we get through, it's my year of God class exploits and the year of the... It does not even waste any time. Immediately it goes to, this is who I am. I want you to know who I am. <laughs> I am God's offspring. And in him... I live and move and have my being. I am no ordinary or natural person. I am a supernatural, extraordinary being born of the seed of God himself. Then I have the seed of God in me. I produce after God's kind and I overcome the world. I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. I am the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I represent Jesus. I speak for Jesus. I stand for Jesus. I reign with Jesus. Look at all those I ams and I haves. Hallelujah. It is so important that we know who we are and what we have in Christ. Hallelujah. Listen to this statement. If you are writing notes, you are taking notes. Knowing who Christ is in you 
and knowing who you are in Christ will make you a champion that can never be defeated on this earth. And it will make you a sharer in the glory of God in this world and throughout all eternity. I'm going to say that again just in case somebody needs more time to write that down. Knowing who Christ is in you and knowing who you are in Christ will make you a champion that can never be defeated on this earth. And it will make you a sharer in the glory of God in this world and throughout all eternity. Somebody say it is so. Come on, say it again. Say it is so. My friends, my purpose, our purpose for taking time, a few weeks, I must say, because we're going we're gonna to do this for a while. It's very unusual. I said this before. Um, to take time like this on Sundays, Sunday mornings, and just chew and chew and chew and, and, and not preach. And, and I know the temptation will come to just shout and be excited. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. To preach and rejoice in the word is great. But I'm just committed to teaching the word in this season. I'm committed to going from A to B to C to D. I'm committed to establishing the foundation of what God has already ordained. This is going to be an unusual year. It's going to be an exceptional year. It's going to be different from any year we have ever experienced. Hallelujah. It is my joy as a teaching priest to prepare you. Not just by making you excited, by preaching you good messages and powerful revelations, but to also feed you. To make sure you are feeding it, you are eating on it, you are eating it, you are chewing it. Hallelujah. And we are doing it together. The extension of what we do here on Sundays, hopefully by God's grace, follows you into the week. I want you to see this scripture. Put that up for me, please. This is our goal. This is our objective. I read this scripture last Sunday in um, uh, the King James Version. Um, today I'm going to read just from the, the message. I want you to keep this scripture in your heart because just, just as we go, just about every week, I'm going to read it out to you from the message. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27. Let's put that up for us in the message, please. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Look at this. God wanted everyone, not just Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out. Listen, God wants us to know it inside and out. He doesn't just want us to taste it. He doesn't want us to be aware lightly, faintly about it. He wants us to know it inside and out. It's got to be a revelation to us. Regardless, he wants, let's, let's go back. God wanted everyone, not just Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out, regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing, the mystery in a nutshell is just this. Christ is in you. Therefore, you can look forward to sharing 
in God's glory. It's that simple. That is the substance of our message. I love it. It's that simple. That is the focus of our teachings. That is the focus of our focus. It's that simple. That is the focus of our focus. The substance, watch this now. The mystery in a nutshell is just this. Christ is in you. Christ, say that with me. Christ is in me. Say it again. Christ is in me. I am born of God. Christ is in me. Hallelujah. The mystery in a nutshell is just this. Christ is in you. Therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It is that simple. That is the substance of our message. It is that simple. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. It is that simple. Listen to that first line I gave you earlier on. I asked you to write it down if you are taking notes. Knowing who Christ is in you. And knowing who you are in Christ. Will make you a champion. That can never be defeated on this earth. And it will make you a sharer in the glory of God in this world and throughout all eternity. God is raising up champions. God is raising up champions. They used to call Goliath, they called him the champion. You know that? That's what they called him. They called him the champion. His people were so excited and pumped up about him, they called him the champion. But here here came this 17-year-old boy. Did not even have a sword. Did not even have any kind of armory. All he had was stones. To face the champion, the so-called champion. And this 17-year-old boy did not only kill the champion, he killed him with one stone, Then he ran over to him. He did not have a sword. So what did he do? He pulled the sword of the so-called champion and cut off the head of the champion. This year, you will not be the one defeated. You will not be the one beheaded. You will behead the the champion. I said you will behead the champion, the so-called champion. You will prove to be the real champion. Hallelujah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You will be a sharer in the glory of God in this world, not just in eternity. It's very easy to think, oh, yes, in heaven, I'll be a sharer. No, we're not talking in heaven. In this world, in this world, you will be a sharer in the glory of God. In this world, in this world, not just in heaven. Yeah, it's very easy for everybody to say, when we, when we get to heaven, when we get this, no, we're not talking heaven. We're talking here in this world. You will be a sharer. They will crown you as a king. They will crown you as a queen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus asked the disciples a very important question in Matthew chapter 16. From verse 13. Matthew chapter 16 from verse 13. 
when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? What do they call me? Who do they think I am? What you know about Jesus determines what Jesus can be for you. What you know about Jesus determines what Jesus can be for you. Who Jesus can be for you. He asked them, who, who do they say? You think Jesus was just looking for a conversation, uh, icebreaker to talk? No, 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 no. This was a very important. And you see how important it was because it, they started telling him, look at it. They said, some say you are John the Baptist. You see that? If you think he is John the Baptist, then you can't get salvation from him. Because Jesus is the only one who can bring salvation. So if you think he is John the Baptist, then you can't get salvation. You can't get deliverance. He can't be the fourth man for you. If you don't know him as the fourth man. Some say you are John the Baptist. Some actually think you are Elijah. You rose from the dead. You are Elijah. Others think you are Jeremiah. Some think you are one of the old prophets like Moses. That's what they think. That's what they think. How sad. The king of kings, the, the lord of lords, the son of glory was walking in their midst. And they didn't recognize him. Jesus said, okay, don't worry about it. Let's not think about them. Let's not talk about them. How about you? What do you say? Who do you think that I am? Because it's not what somebody else thinks that he is that determines what you get from him. No, no. It's not what I think he is. I know who he is. I know him. And, and I know him and I know what he is capable of. But what I know is not good enough for you. What I know about him is not good enough for you. You have to know him yourself. In order for Jesus to be the fourth man for you, you have to know him for yourself as the fourth man. He can't be hearsay. So yeah, I know we've talked about what do they say. Yeah, some say you are Elijah, some say you are John the Baptist, some say you are Moses, you are prophet this, that. Yeah, okay, all right. Let's leave them out. What about you? What, what do you say that I am? You can't start talking about, well, my grandmother said you are this. My grand, my uncle told me, my pastor said no. What you know him to be. Who you know him to be. This is our goal, folks. We have to grind our way to know Jesus more. All of us. All of us. Because glory has to erupt in our lives. You will be the ones going to the hospitals and praying for the sick. You will be the one prophesying over the dead and raising them up. Hallelujah. It is what you know about him. You will be the one looking at the storm, situations, difficult situations that look hopeless. And say, don't worry about it. God can fix this. You will say, hey, hold on, hold on. Let me, let, me get my, let me get my pastor on speed dial. Hello, pastor. Pa- oh, pastor, this is bad. Bad, bad, pastor. Look at pa- pastor. Let me, let me tell you what's going on here. Let me tell you what is happening. 
You will not believe it. I've never seen anything like this. I need your, I need your, I need your input on this one. I need you to tell me, is there hope? Is there hope? No, no, you won't say that. You will say, light be. I see darkness, but light be. Light. I call you light. Come on now. Light, come on now. I mean, you see darkness. All you see is darkness. But here you are, pointing to the darkness, and you begin to say, light. Come on, light. Light, come on, light. People say, we don't see any light. You say, yeah, the light, that's what I'm calling it. Light, be. Light, come. It's what you know about him. Is the revelation you have about him. He said, he said, what do you say that I am? What do you say? See, it is very interesting. You may wonder, why would sometimes God go to the foundations of our lives? You think all these 12 people that have been working with him for years, and he asked them, what do you say that I am? You would think immediately they would begin to say, oh, come on, you are, you are the Lord. You are Jesus. Look at you. You are, Jesus. You are our Savior, our Messiah. No. No. 11 out of 12 did not know how to respond. 11 out of 12 did not. Thank God for Simon Peter. In verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ. (laughs) You are the Christ. Some people think Christ is Jesus' last name. No. (laughs) It's Jesus Christ. No, it's not Christ. It's not his last name. When he said you are the Christ, it's not because he was saying that's your son named Christ. No. Christ means you are the Messiah, you are the anointed one, you are the anointing, you are the presence of God, you are God on this earth. That's what Christ means. You are God on this earth. He said, uh, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Oh, oh, Jesus was so blessed. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon, but Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you. See, flesh and blood cannot reveal the Father, cannot reveal Jesus to any man. Flesh and blood. What you think you know about him will be tested in in the most uncommon ways, the most unusual ways. What you think you know about him. Someone say, well, I, you know, I'm dealing with this sickness. I know he's my healer. It will be tested in the most unusual ways. Because some of the worst sicknesses that don't respond to things, don't respond when they, when like that viper, they try to attach themselves to your body and you begin to Talk about what you think he is. is, I think he's my healer, I think. And you see that it's not working. You find out there's something deeper. There's a deeper revelation that I've got to have about this son of God. I've got to know him. I've got to know him. Jesus was so, he was so impressed. He said, flesh and blood did not reveal it to you. But my father who is in heaven. He said, and I say unto you that you are Peter. Listen to this now. I also say unto you, you are Peter. What is your name? Let's put your name there. I say unto you, let's read it together. This time you are going to put your name. And I say also unto you that you are Caiodes. Let's do this one more time. And I say also unto you today that you are Caiodes. And 
on this rock. Not you, not you rock. You are not the rock. I know there's a whole uh, segment of the world denomination that believes the church, Jesus built his church on Peter. If that's the truth, if that really is true, then that church would have collapsed the day Jesus denied him three times. Excuse us, excuse me. The day Peter denied Jesus three times. No, Jesus did not build his church on a man, on flesh and blood. No. I say also unto you, you are Peter. He identified him. The word Peter means a small rock. But then he says, on this big rock. What rock? The revelation that you have that I am the Christ. The revelation of who I am and who you are in me will be the foundation of my church. On this rock, the revelation of who I am and who you are in me. I don't know how many I ams you have right now. How many I ams do you have? Tell me who you are in Christ. Just give me a few. Give me five. Who are you in Christ? Uh Uh-huh. 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 Amen. The I am, the revelation of who Christ is in you and your revelation of him, who he is in you and the revelation of who he is, is the rock and the foundation on which he builds your faith. That's the rock on which he builds your faith. You cannot defeat the devil without that revelation. You cannot overcome in this world without that understanding. You will not. You will not. You cannot win in the battles of life without this revelation. Hallelujah. I say unto you, you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Oh, somebody say that with me. The gates of hell will not prevail. Say one more time. The gates of hell will not prevail. Listen now, listen. I love the way the Amplifier puts it. The Amplifier says, listen now. He says, I tell you, you are, you are Peter, Greek Petros, a large piece of rock. And on this rock, Greek Petra, a huge rock like Gibraltar, I will build my church and the gates of hell or Hades. I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the powers, watch, the powers of the infernal region. The powers of the infernal region shall not overpower it or be strong to his detriment or hold out against it. The gates of hell, when they come against you, will not be able to overpower you. But that is already assuming the gates of hell will come against you. There is no way about it. Somebody say, Pastor, please pray for me. You know, some pray for me at the gates of, I don't want hell. I don't, I don't want tribulation. I don't want ease. I don't want problems. I just want to be an overcomer. Well, unfortunately, you cannot be an overcomer without dealing with the gates of hell. The reason we call you an overcomer is because you overcame something. And what qualifies you to overcome is the knowledge of who you are and who he is in you. When the gates of hell come against you, 
You've got to know who you are. You've got to know who you are. When the fiery fire comes against you. When the gates of hell and the fiery fire, the powers of the infernal region, when they come against you. When it looks like Paul said one time, when it looks like you are enveloped on every side and you don't even have a breathing room, you've got to know who you are. You've got to be able to come out of that boat and say, hey, Satan, stop. Because you know who you are. Because you know who you are. I read this past week. I went back and read this past week the story of, of David and Goliath. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. We haven't done justice to it. We haven't done justice to it. That giant started coming against that little boy. A giant with full armor. Tall. Tall. He cursed him. He said, I'm going to feed you to the birds. I'm going to feed you by the name of my God. He, he started cursing. He started, you know, he was like, and, and, and David stood there. And, and David said, yeah, you come to me in the name of your gospel. I come to you in the name. That boy knew who he was. Certainly that boy didn't think he was going to be able to withstand that Goliath. By anything he had in the natural. But that boy believed there is something about me. There is something about me based on who God is in my life. That this giant will become immediate today. It's the revelation of who you are my friends. It's not even only just who you are. It's the revelation of it. It's the knowledge of it. It's the knowledge of it. And the Bible says, Goliath, after swearing, after threatening, the Bible says he started to come at him. I mean, I read that this past week. I mean, I don't know. That part of that story just stood out to me in a very different way. He started to go at that little boy. He didn't just threaten him. Sometimes circumstances can threaten you and they just stay out there. They threaten you, they just stay out there. And you're like, well, I'll take my time. When I'm ready, I'll deal with it. No. He didn't just threaten him and stay out there and give David the luxury of having to face him when David is ready. The Bible says he threatened him and then he started coming towards him. My brothers and sisters, what did David do? Do you know what David did? Do you know what David did? Do you know what this little boy did? This little boy began to run towards the giant. Have you ever seen anything like this? There's a saying in my place, you know. It's, it's, you know, yeah. It's, it's, they say this, that, let me, allow me, let me, see, let me use my, my native tongue. It says something like, Andy Maku. You know what that means? Somebody is ready to kill somebody. And the person they are ready to kill is ready to kill them. 
I mean, he came with him, he came against him with such ferocious, like, confidence. You don't see that little boy? He sees that, he sees this giant, a skyscraper of a giant, Goliath, and, and he sees him walking towards him, and you will think this little boy will become so consumed with fear that, that, He'll, he'll, he'll say, well, you know how you can be bold before the situation happens? You know how? You know, I, 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 don't, I don't think we know. I don't think we have an idea how this works. How sometimes you can feel confidence until you are thrown into the fire. And suddenly your senses come alive and you wonder, what am I doing here? How am I going to survive this? How did I get myself into this? I should just have stayed home and be quiet. When all those people were hiding and saying they couldn't fight this giant, I should have kept my mouth shut. Who sent me to do this? I mean, the reality of the situation, when it faces you, when it confronts you, is very different from a hypothetical how people sometimes think, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? No, this is not hypothetical. The knowledge of who you are in Christ. David ran towards him. David runs towards him. Number one, that tells you something. Maybe, maybe that day, let's just assume for a minute, maybe that day David ends up not really being the winner. Maybe that day David ends up not being the conqueror. Let's just assume that for a minute. The one thing nobody will ever be able to take away from David, that boy was courageous and confident in something or someone that nobody else was. Confident, confident in something and someone. So I'm not running away from you. Okay. You think you are going to kill me? Well, you don't know that. You do not know that. You think I'm too little for you? You think I don't have the wherewithal to stop you? You don't think you think, okay, you don't know that though. So, so he goes towards, but there is something within that boy that made him go towards him like that. It's a revelation of who he was. It's a revelation of who he was. The revelation of who God is and who you are in him is what determines the foundation of your authority and the strength of your future. Let, let's, let's, read, let's listen to that one more time. The revelation of who God is and who you are in him is what determines the foundation of your authority and the strength of your future. The revelation of who God is. Listen to this. You are a small rock. You are a small rock. But there is a big rock on which God will build the foundation of your future. It is the revelation of who God is in you. It is the revelation of who God is in you. 
The reason you can consider yourself unstoppable. The reason you can consider yourself incorruptible is because you have a revelation of who God is in you. Are you listening to me? And once you know who God is in you, once you know who you are in God, then it changes the balance of everything. The balance of power changes. I know who I am. I'm born of God. I know who I am. I'm not a mistake. I know who I am. I stand on the authority of the almighty God. I know who I am. I'm not a coincidence. I'm not a happenstance. I'm not a, you know, maybe, maybe not. No, I know who I am. I know who I am. I know who I am. You know, when Moses, God sent Moses in Exodus chapter 3. Oh man, I don't think I have the time for that. Let me show you a couple of verses there. Exodus chapter 3. Let's, let's read a couple, of, a couple of verses from verse 10. This is so significant. This is so significant. Exodus chapter 3 from verse 10. Hallelujah. God said, speaking to Moses, come now therefore, and I will send you unto Pharaoh, that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Listen, God said to Moses, come Moses, I want to send you to the children of Israel, I want to send you to go deliver my my people. What was Moses' response? Look at the next verse. And Moses said unto God, who am I? Who am I? That's the question we are trying to make sure you have the answer to. And that answer is not just something that comes periodically. It's an answer that stays with you all the time. Say, come, let me send you to to deliver. He said, who am I? Hmm? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Yeah. He had a reason to ask that. And that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And listen to what God said. God says, certainly I will be with you. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. God says, certainly I will be with you. And this will be a sign that I've sent you. When you brought the people out of Egypt, you, you all will serve me and worship me on this mountain. And, and Moses, Moses said unto God, but who, you, who are you? The first question was, I don't know who I am. The second question was, I don't know who you are. Those are the two questions we are seeking to have answers permanently etched within our spirit over the next few weeks. Who I am and who he is. I don't know who I am. I don't know who you are. 
<laughs> and, and Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and I'll say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? God said unto Moses, I am that I am. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you are taking notes, I want you to write this down. You are not I am that I am, but you are I am in the risen Christ. And he is I am that I am in you. Let's go over that again. You are not I am that I am, but you are I am in the risen Christ, and he is I am that I am in you. He is I am that I am in you. That's why you can lift up your voice and you can say, I am this. I am that. I am this. I am that. And all that I am is because that's who you are in him. And that's who he is in you. You can say, I am blessed. You can say, I am an overcomer. Not because you are the overcomer, but because the overcomer lives in you. If the overcomer lives in you and you and the overcomer are one, then who are you? An overcomer. You may not necessarily be the champion, but the champion lives in you. And because the champion lives in you, then you can say, I am a champion. Why? Because the champion lives in me. Oh, what a revelation. Oh, what a revelation. You are not, listen to it one more time. You are not I am that I am. But you are I am in the risen Christ. And he is I am that I am. Inside you. Do you know the name of God in the Old Testament that he gave them? The covenant name of God, Jehovah. That name means forever is. So when you say Jehovah, that means forever is. If it's, if it's Jehovah righteousness, that means forever my righteousness. If you say Jehovah Jireh, as forever my provider. Forever. Right? He said, Jehovah my Rofeka, Jehovah my hmm? forever my healer. Forever my healer. Jehovah Shalom. Forever my peace. So, let's take just those four ones. Those four attributes of I am that I am. If is Jehovah and he's forever your righteousness, Sitkenu, Jehovah Sitkenu, so then you can say, I am righteous. Why can you say you are righteous? Because Jehovah Sitkenu, the righteous, the righteous one, lives inside of you. I am righteous. I am righteous. You are not I am that I am, but I am that I am lives inside of you. You are I am in the risen Christ. He is I am. See, 
The devil doesn't understand grammar. He doesn't understand language. He doesn't understand theories. The only thing Satan understands is demonstration. Satan only understands demonstration. Let me prove that to you real quick because I, I got to go to a, a few scriptures in the New Testament before we close here. If, if Satan could be dissuaded, if Satan could be dissuaded by just the knowledge of who Jesus was, he should not have tempted him. Jesus knew, Satan knew Jesus was the son of God. You think he didn't know? When he came and tempted him and said, I, I, I turn this stone to bread. You think he didn't know Jesus was the son of God? And then he even quoted scriptures. You remember he said to him, you know, jump from this and fall. And, you know, remember he said he would give his angels charge. He knows. The knowledge alone does not dissuade Satan. What stops him is the demonstration. Until he comes at you and you come back at him and you show him the the balance of power has changed. I, I, I believe God, I'm endeavoring to take you to a place, a place on the top of a mountain where you become a real living daily threat to Satan himself. You become a real living daily threat. He's not dissuaded by the knowledge. He's not dissuaded by all the theory. Thank God for our confession. Glory to God is powerful. It's loaded. Praise God. But God is endeavoring to do something more than just give us powerful confessions. God is endeavoring to show us, to show us, give us a revelation of who we are and what we have and what we can do so that we don't just believe it, we don't just, but we actually begin to act on it and we begin to carry ourselves like that and we begin to demonstrate we begin to demonstrate to the point where sometimes oh hallelujah I heard the Holy Spirit to the point where sometimes people don't know if it's Jesus himself or if it's somebody else they know you are wearing this earth suit but they don't know if it's Jesus wearing this earth suit Because they can't tell the difference between what you are doing and how you are appearing and how Jesus used to appear. This is is what makes the difference. It's not the knowledge. It's not the theory of it. You think the story of the three Hebrew boys, you think the story of the three Hebrew boys was written just because of the knowledge? Everybody knew that they served the living God. Everybody, that's why they started that opposition against them because they knew they served the living God. However, it is the demonstration that proves it. And in order for there to be demonstration, you are going to have to be willing. You must be ready to encounter some things, my friends. You must be ready to encounter some things. You can't be all so cute and so pretty and so well dressed up and so put together that you know you 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 you, you know you just want you just want a nice and easy life. Satan has no respect for that. Satan only backs off when you say back off. He does not. He does not respect the theory of it. Yeah. 
You've got to actually say to him, back off and push him and shove him. Say, get away from me. I told you, get away from me. He does not understand. Oh, don't you know, I'm a child of God. Did I not tell him that, you know, I'm a a winner, I'm an overcomer. Get away from me. He sticks that viper on your hand. He doesn't understand. Well, we shouldn't even try because, you know, we know he, he's, he's a little God. He's like God, you know. No. He sticks that viper on your hands. He says, you shake that viper into the fire of the Holy Spirit. Get away from me. Get away from me. And he's trying to stick himself to you. He doesn't want to get a, Get away from me. Hallelujah. Get away from me. That's how you deal with sickness. That's how you deal with poverty. That's how you deal with opposition. That's how you deal with the attacks of the enemy when they come at you. Get away from me. The Bible says you are born of God. It's almost one. I got to close. Because you are born of God, you overcome the world. He says, First John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Let's go 4, 4, 4 first. I'm going to try to wrap this up. Bear with me. We're going on a journey here. Hallelujah. You are of God, little children. And you have overcome them. You have. Because greater is he that is in you. We read this last week and we read one of those translations which says the spirit who is in you. The spirit. Who is the spirit that is in you? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a defeated spirit. Look at the Amplified. Little children, you are of God. You belong to him and you have already defeated and overcome them. Put up for me, please, the New Living Translation and the message, I think, both of them, well, leave out the message. That's to say spirit. It says the spirit in you, but let's, let's stick with NLT. Thank you. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we can achieve this through our goal. First, four, four. First John 4.4. 4, please. Thank you. First John 4.4. 4. NLT. Thank you. But you belong to God. My dear children, you have already won a victory over these people. Because the spirit who lives in you is greater. The spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. You have already overcome them. I want you to remember this. This is February 2024. But all through this year, 2024, I want you to remember this. Because you are going to come to a certain point, a different point in 2024, where you are going to have to remember this. And sometimes the reality and the power and the integrity and the gravity of what God is saying to us sometimes doesn't feel as as heavy as it should because we don't have a situation we are dealing with. But I'm telling you right now, some situations are coming your way. I'm telling you now. You belong to God, my dear children. You have already, you have, not that you are thinking of it, not that you are hoping for it, you have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you, hallelujah, the spirit of God, he is the spirit of victory. The spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. 
You have already overcome them. You have already overcome them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Got to close. I got to close. Let's read one more scripture. Let's read one more. I want to just read one last thing from out of the devotion, a Dominion Exploits devotion. Let's read one more scripture. I'm going to jump, jump through some hoops here. and I'm going to try to pull myself all the way back next week by God's grace. Let's, let's, let's close this out. Go to First Peter. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 1, actually. First Peter chapter 1. Let's read verses 18 and 19. First Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm born of God. I overcome the world. I'm born of God. I overcome the world. I want you to say it with conviction. I'm born of God. I overcome the world. I want you to say this. Greater is he that is in me than every evil that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than every spirit that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than every power that is in the world. I'm born of God. I overcome the world. I'm born of God. I overcome the world. First Peter 1 verse 18 and 19. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, from your vain conversation, you see, you know what, let's skip this. Let's, let's, have, let's have a literal translation. Well, no, let's read this first in the King James, and then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, just do one other translation before I close out here. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. I'm telling you, I'm so pumped up by the word of God. Just so pumped up by the word of God. Just so excited by this, this divine revelation. God is making a champion out of his people. Not just in name, but in demonstration. In demonstration. Hallelujah. Sometimes we ought to confront situations and say to those situations, say, hey, Satan, do you know who you are messing with here? Do you know who you are messing with? I'm no ordinary person. I'm an extraordinary person. I'm no natural person. I'm a supernatural, supernatural person. I'm born of the seed of God himself. Hallelujah. I'm born of the seed of God. I was conceived in the spirit by the sperm of God himself. The Bible says. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed... With corruptible things such as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. But you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Jump to verse 23. Being born again. Not of corruptible seed. (laughs) being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible 
by the word of God which lives and abides forever. Can you put that up for me? Just that verse, verse 23 in the Amplified, please. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You have been regenerated, born again, not from a mortal origin, a mortal seed, or a mortal sperm, but you have been regenerated, born again from one that is immortal by the ever-living and lasting word of God. Do you know you were born by the seed of God himself? You were born by the seed of God himself. And one of the things, you, you know, I'm gonna, I've got to stop. I can't read the next couple of verses. The word of God. The Bible tells us in those next two verses, man is like grass and the glory of man is like the flower. You see them today and they are gone tomorrow. That's what it tells us. Every single human being you see on this planet, they are like grass. They are like the flower. Their glory is like the flower. Every single human being that you know in this planet, some of the ones you love the most, they are like grass and their glory is like the flower. You know what that means? You see them now and they are gone tomorrow. That's it. Forgotten forever. But then he says, but the word of God. <sighs> Jesus. Oh, God. The word of God lives forever. The word of God abides forever. So listen to me. What does that mean? When you are born of the word of God, when you are conceived of the sperm of the word of God, it means you, you are not here today, gone tomorrow. You are not corruptible. You are not dismissible. You are not fallible. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You are like the word of God. You were conceived. A goat behaves like a goat. A dog behaves like a dog. Hallelujah. When you have the DNA of a lion, you are a lion. When you have God's DNA, and God's DNA is the word of God. Hallelujah. What makes you indefeatable is the word of God. The sperm cells of the word of God through which you were conceived supernaturally. You are no ordinary person. That confession says that I know you say, but I'm trying to explain to you how we came about that. You are no ordinary person. I am no ordinary person. Where is it? Here it is. You are no ordinary or natural person. You are a supernatural, extraordinary being, born of the seed of God himself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. You are no ordinary person. You are a supernatural. Woo. Extraordinary being born of the seed of God himself. So how dare you? How dare you open your mouth and, 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 and speak and speak, speak like a heathen. 
How dare you say things about yourself? I don't know if I'm going to come out. I don't know if I'll ever make it. I'm not even sure where this is going to end. I don't know. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? I don't know how long this. How dare you? How dare you waste the precious gift of God? How dare you do that? How dare you waste the precious seed of God with which he redeemed you? I don't even know how we're ever going to make it. We've just been crawling like ants and crawling like worms for so many years. When is it, this lion, when is this lion going to show? How dare you? How dare you talk like that? That little child, David, knew better than that. That little David knew better than that. He wouldn't even call himself a worm. Not even in the face of the attack of Goliath. He would never even look at himself any less than the way God saw him. He never would. Regardless of what he confronted, he never would see himself different from the way God saw him. How dare you? You were redeemed, not with corruptible things, but with incorruptible, the ever-living word of God. You are not like any other man. I've told you, man, the Bible says, you saw that scripture, it's like grass. You see them today, they are gone tomorrow. You never can tell who's going to be here tomorrow. You don't know who's going to be on this planet. They're like grass. They're here today, they're gone tomorrow. And their glory, the Bible says it's like the flower of the field. Their glory is like the flower. No matter how beautiful it looks, I'm telling you, it's going to fade. There's glory today, but you look tomorrow, it may all be gone. But that's not you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah! Christ in you, the hope of glory. Your glory will never fade. Your glory will never fade. Your glory will never fade. You will keep on shining and keep on shining and keep on shining every day when you get up. Look at yourself in that mirror. Tell yourself, I'm the glory of God. I'm the manifest, manifest expression of the glory of the almighty God. Just look at me. I'm just blessed like that. Sometimes I can't even help myself. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Hallelujah. I carry the seed of God in me. I carry the seed of God in me. Hallelujah. That's who you are, folks. Let's close and go home today. That's who you are. Hallelujah. You remember even the prodigal son? You remember the prodigal son? You remember? He found him. Suddenly he woke up in the pig's pen. In the pig's pen. The Bible says he was, this is a prince living in the pig's pen. He wasn't just living as a slave in the pig's pen. The Bible says he was eating and he wanted to eat some of the food of the pig. Then he came to his senses. The New Living Translation says, suddenly he came to his senses. My friends, God is trying to help us come to our senses so that we can understand. You are not the worm of the earth. You are not a victim. Hallelujah. You've got to see yourself the way God sees you. You've got to stop talking about yourself the way the world talks about you. You are no ordinary person. You are a supernatural being. You are an extraordinary being. You are born of the seed of God himself. Hallelujah. 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 
take this as we close. They never, ever accused Jesus. Ever. Go check your Bible. He was never, ever accused of speaking about himself lower than they thought he was. The only accusations they ever meted out at Jesus was accusations that he talked himself, he talked about himself too high. They said, how can you call yourself the son of God? How can you say you are the light of the world? They didn't. How can you say you are the seed of Abraham? How can you say you were here before Abraham? Mark this. They never ever accused Jesus of talking low. You will not find that scripture. Where they say, why do you call yourself a worm? When you are supposed to be a, a servant of God. Why are you calling yourself like a, a, a dog? You will never find that scripture. He was never accused, ever, of presenting himself low. They only always accused him of presenting himself higher than what they thought he was. Because they did not have a revelation. We started, that's why we started this service today. What do they call me? The reason they couldn't see him as he really was, was because they didn't know him as he really was. They thought if you are just Jeremiah, why are you acting like a Messiah? Right? If you are just Elijah, why are you acting like you are the son of God? If you are just Moses, why are you acting as though you are all that? That's why, that's why they had that problem. Because they didn't know him as the Messiah. They didn't know him as Jesus. You know him. You know him as Jesus. You know him as your fourth man. You know him is right there with you every moment of the day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are, he's your brother. He's your savior. He's your master. He's your king. He, he's, he's the risen Lord. Hallelujah. He's, he's the glorious father. Hallelujah. He's the prince of peace. He, he's, he's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and the morning star. Hallelujah. You know him as Jesus. You know him as Jesus. He's Jesus. He's Jesus to you. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Help me call him. Call him Jesus. Help me call him Jesus. Call him Jesus. I know him as Jesus. I know him as Jesus. I see him as Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lift your voice. We're about to close. Come on. I want you to assert your authority over the enemy. As we close this service, I want you to speak like a king. I want you to speak like you're a child of the Lord of Lords. You're a child of the, of, of the Almighty God. Ah, I want you to take your rightful position as someone who carries God's DNA. I am no ordinary person. I am no ordinary person. Go ahead, say it. I am no ordinary person. I am no ordinary person. I am an extraordinary supernatural being born of the seed of God himself. I, I produce after God's kind. I produce after God's kind. I'm born of the seed of God himself. I'm born of the seed of God himself. I want you to remember that on Monday morning. I want you to remember it on Wednesday evening. I want you to remember it on Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. I am, I am no ordinary person. I, I am a supernatural, extraordinary being born of the seed of God himself. I have the seed of God in me and I produce after God's kind. I have the seed of God in me and I produce after God's kind.
Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you. Oh, we bless you. Come on. Somebody help me give him a shout of praise today. The shout of the king. Hallelujah. You know who you are in the king of kings. You know who you are in the Lord of lords. Help me give him a shout. Help me give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When you are confronted by difficulties, what do you do? Do you, do you kowtow? There are people in the world who treat you like a lap dog. Sometimes Satan wants to treat you like a lap dog. He's like, he throws you a little bone and he says, you should be happy with that. Keep quiet now. Throws you a tiny little privilege. That should be enough for you. What do you do? That's right. You get up. You take authority. You tell him, I know who I am in Christ Jesus. Now you've got to do that work. though. You've got to do the work. The work is the one I'm starting for you on Sunday mornings. I'm digging into that word with you. I'm not preaching at you. I'm not trying to make you happy. I'm not trying to haul at you. I'm digging into the word of God. We're going, we're going through the different parts of the word of God. We're going from gospels to epistles to prophets, minor prophets, major prophets. We're going, we're going everywhere, digging into the word of God, discovering who we are. And then taking that word and meditating it. This is who I am. This is who I am. If sickness comes at you, you don't cry like you don't have a God. You can't with one mouth say, I have Jehovah, Jehovah Rafeka, always, forever, forever, my healer. And then with the other mouth, you are crying. Like somebody who has no God. When financial difficulties come, that's the one that gets most people. When financial pressures come, you begin to kowtow. Begin to bend over. Your voice suddenly goes low. You can't speak loud or confidently. Suddenly, because, because you have financial pressure. <laughs> Did you forget? Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> Forever your provider. This is when you need to call him. Louder than ever. This is not when you need to keep quiet. This is not when you need to kowtow. This is not when you need to act like a lap dog. Anything, just give me anything is good. Anything is fine. I, I'm fine. I, anything just to get me through to another. No! 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 I see the ram caught by his horn in the thicket. Hallelujah. I'm finding favor in unexpected places. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The barrel of meal shall not waste. The cruise of oil shall not fail until God sends rain upon the earth. God is sending rain on my field. God is sending rain on my field. There shall be showers of blessings. That's when we need to hear it loud. That's when we need to hear it loud. It's not the time to go under your blanket feeling sorry for yourself. 
How did I get here? What am I doing here? Why did I get into my, why did I get myself into this mess? No! You get up like David before Goliath. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I serve? The Lord God Almighty, that's my father. Did you know that? I'm a prince. I'm a prince. I'm a small G-O-D. I'm a small G-O-D. The elements of this earth, they obey me. I speak to one, go, and they go. I speak to another one, come, and they come. It's not because of me. It's because of the authority of the one that backs me up. I'm born of the incorruptible seed of God. I'm born again, not by corruptible things, but by the precious blood of Jesus. I'm born by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. I'm not a loser, I'm a winner. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. Hallelujah. I reign. I reign with Jesus. I reign with Jesus. I reign with Jesus. That's who I am. I know who I am. I know who I am. I know who I am. Don't even wonder about it. I, I don't have a confused identity. I don't have a mistaken identity. I know exactly who I am. I know who gave birth to me in the spirit. And I know who I am. I know of whom I am. Don't you be messing with me. Don't you, don't you be messing with me. You get off of me. You viper. You stinking. You stinking horrible viper. You get away from me. Poverty. I, I come and shake you off into the fire of the Holy Ghost. You get away from me. You insufficiency. You, do you know who I am? Born of the seed of almighty God himself. He supplies all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I'm more than enough. I'm sufficient. In Christ, he himself is my sufficiency. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Forgive me for, for, for getting overly excited in the world. Just, just, just excited about it. Hallelujah. And it's not, just, it's not just a Sunday morning thing. I want you to know that. I'm excited about it right through the week. I'm just, I'm just bubbling over with the word. I'm telling you, and I wish I could tell you the victories. We got the devil right where we want him. We got our hair legs on the neck of the devil right where we want him. Hallelujah. He didn't think, he didn't think he would just accept that we're more than conquerors. He wanted to test it out. And then he tested and we, t- we told him, listen, I'm undercover. I'm born of the seed of God. I'm no ordinary person. I'm an extraordinary, supernatural being born of the seed of God himself. He got that. He got it. He got it. That's how you got to treat him. Not just on Sunday morning. Every day of the week. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to heaven. Let's bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. <laughs> we love you with all our heart. We love you with everything within us. We love you. We love you. We love you. We bless your holy name. Receive the glory. Receive the praise. Oh, hallelujah. I know the angels are excited over the word of God that is being ministered in this service. Just as your children are excited. All of us are so excited. We're excited in the spirit. There are people that are virtual that are so excited. Lord, because you 
your word is true. We honor your word. We believe your word. <laughs> we are committed to your word. And we give you praise. We give you praise for being such a good father. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. We're going to close. Bless him one more time. Just bless his name. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.